We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of the Royal Wire DFS podcast sponsored by FanDuel. I'm your host, Joe Pizapia. With me tonight is the Lord of the Manor, Doug Thorburn, is here again with us. Doug, may the fourth be with you, my friend. <laughs> and with you as well. Yes, are you, are you a Star Wars guy, Doug? I just you know, I want to make sure that we know each other a little bit more intimately before we begin. I, I myself am a huge Star Wars guy. I just want to know what I'm working with here today. I'm not sure if I would classify myself as huge, just because that's such a well, big easy, scale. easy. That's a, that's very private information. I don't know if you want to go quite here. Where, you know, oh, we're talking about Star Wars, not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, I'm definitely a fan of the series. Absolutely. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the Rogue One also as well. I thought Rogue One was uh, quite good. I like the down ending adult Star Wars. I thought that was kind of a cool different thing that they uh, threw out there this last time. And I, I don't know what the Han Solo movie is going to be. I don't know what the spinoff things are going to be, but uh, I'm definitely going to do some form of Star Wars with my kids today. And I recommend everybody else doing that as well. But before you do that, we got to get to the Daily Fantasy. We got to get our lineups out there, get everything rocking and rolling for you. So let's get right to it. Now we've got a heavy slate here today of day games and then night games. So basically the way I've been looking at this, I, I, I broke them both down here. And this, at my initial instincts from looking at the pitchers, especially in the, in the AM slate, if you're looking to play during the day, I'm looking cash games. I'm looking at guys like Scherzer, um, possibly guys like Salazar. And I, and honestly, Yvonne Nova has been just brilliant in 8,600. I think that's a fantastic way to go. And then you go, if you just isolate the night slate, holy crap, Doug. I mean, not to mention the weather possibilities, throwing wrenches, but we're talking the Wainwrights and Garcias and Mirandas and Wheelers. I mean, a bunch of guys who can't get out of the fifth inning. It looks like GPP Central. I don't feel confident in any of these guys in cash games. Do you think that's a good observation? Do you think I'm, I'm, I'm on pace here? I think you're exactly right. In fact, I think it kind of extends the morning slate in the sense of, to me, they're Scherzer and everyone else because I don't trust Salazar at all. 
I don't trust anyone against the Nats right now. So Crinky's out. And so right away, that ends up, you end up kind of having the big cheese stand alone with Scherzer. And in this case, I think he's worth the money because he is so much better than everything else out there. And he just brings a little bit more certainty than everything else out there. And now, what about Ivan Nova, though? I mean, I mean, I know he's not the biggest name all the time, but we're talking about a guy here, last three starts, is 31 or more points. In fact, 31, 49, 58. And I know it's the Reds, and I know it's in Cincinnati, which is a, a very hitter-friendly environment. But, I mean, at a certain point, does, does I guess I'll just come around and say it. Is he the next best option if you're finding it difficult to get the offensive pieces you want with Scherzer's $11,000 salary? I think he is, actually. I, I think he's absolutely number two on my list, especially in a league that counts quality starts. Gives you some extra points there because the guy is crazy efficient. He's probably going to go deep into the game without throwing a whole lot of pitches. The strikeout upside just isn't there for everybody outside of Salazar. And, again, I just don't trust Salazar. I also don't trust him against the Tigers, especially with Miggy back. Oh, to me, it's it really is Scherzer and everything else. But if you are going to go with a little bit more money in your lineup, Nova is the nice, the rare safe option on a day like today. But yeah, the night slate is ugly. Oh, it's weird. And it's funny, Chase Anderson, I know the guy you've highlighted, and I've actually been very high on. Uh, last start was not his best outing, four earned runs. But before that, I mean, the guy had given up no more than two in any of the other starts. Uh, had three or four quality starts in that run. He's got two ERA on the year, but there's some weather concerns in that one. Weather concerns in a lot of games. The games in St. Louis, the games in Atlanta. I mean, it, it's shaping up to be really tricky. I'll tell you what. I, I Maybe I'm crazy, but I know he had a good spring. I'm feeling like throwing caution to the wind and going all the way down to the bottom at Kyle Kendrick at 5,500. Uh, I know it's possibly insane, but I feel like no matter what he does, I feel like he could give me enough value or if I just load up with the right offense that I might be able to – you know, get a lineup that's going to hunt a little bit. Um, I disagree because I look at Kendrick as a big stacking opportunity. I think. Yeah. Oh, I feel like a head-to-head you and me today, Doug. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> you and I head-to-head. I'm sending the invite right now. I want. I want to end this score. That's what we're going to do. We're going <laughs> to. I said that we're going to be high stakes too. We'll put a whole dollar on it. We'll do. <laughs> All right, so besides Kendrick, where else are you going in terms of offense? Where you want to stack against? Where are you building offenses tonight? I, I think that game is going to be a really high-scoring game. So Boston, Baltimore at Boston, uh, you got Abado Jimenez against Kyle Kendrick. Uh, to me, that's just a ton of runs waiting to happen, lots of hits, lots of walks, plenty of long balls. Uh, and Plus, you've got big offenses. And, and to me, that's key when it comes to stacking. It's really easy to stack just against the lightest-looking pitchers on the day. But you've got an offense like the Orioles or like what the Red Sox can be. So when you can stack one of the best offenses in the league and choose four or five guys you really like from that offense and put them up against a really weak pitcher, that's the way to go. All right, so you're against me there. Yeah, obviously, you're against Ubaldo. That makes sense. Uh, and as you said earlier, it's hard to not to like – the Washington Nationals right now offensively. I mean, they are just putting a hurt on pretty much everybody. And, I, I mean, I don't know when it's going to end, but it seems to be no end in sight right now for Washington. Yeah, it, it pretty much doesn't matter who the pitcher is. I mean, obviously extreme circumstances excluded, but uh, I wouldn't trust anyone there, especially, you know, Grinky's someone who has always given up his share of hits. 
So against a red-hot offense that hits the ball hard, I wouldn't trust it. All right, let's go to the catchers. Uh, once again, my boy, $2,500. JT Real Muto had a, you know, drove in a couple runs tonight. Uh, excuse me, is recording this here tonight in for uh, May the 4th. Uh, but, you know, up until this little quiet streak over the weekend, he had been very good the previous week. He had over nine points, three games in a row there, then hit a little quiet patch. Uh, that's a way I think that you can make a justification for. I think Vogue perhaps as well is in play, trying to save some money. If you want to go up to the top of the Scherzer board, Vogue at 2300 Where are you looking at a catcher, though? Is there a guy in Chicago perhaps you're looking at? And keep in mind also, everyone, too, with all these day games, there's going to be opportunities to get some of these backup catchers in there and afford a guy like Scherzer. That'll help you get that $2,200 catcher in there as a backup. And as the quote-unquote punt play, that's also in play today. But where are you going to catcher today? Yeah, I am looking in Chicago, and it's, I mean, to me, that's one of the stacking opportunities. Once again, you get both sides. You're going up against Zach Eflin in Chicago uh, with the Cubs against the Phillies, and obviously the Cubs have a loaded lineup. Wilson Contreras is only 2,700 this week, or sorry, uh, for tomorrow, for today, for Thursday, and to me, he seems like a really good option. I think the the bat is legit, and I'm surprised actually. I'm, I'm as I was going through the the salaries, just how many Cubs were fairly reasonable to the point where you could almost do a Cubs stack with Scherzer, which shouldn't be allowed. Yes, but let's do it anyway because it sounds like a good time. Uh, Hanley Ramirez over first base is a guy that I got my eye on a 3,900 against Ubaldo. Uh, you know, Hanley's been pretty solid here uh, in the last week or so, and I like where his value is. And you're looking at first baseman too. You know, you can make those cases for some of these guys. You can make the case for a bore with the righty-lefty matchup. Uh, maybe also get possibly dabble in the Pujols field if you want to do that as well with Ari Miranda on the mound. Uh, Pujols uh, of late looking like he's got a little bit of life left in that bat. Where are you going at first base? Is it is it the safe guy in Rizzo and part of that Cubs sack, or is there somebody else you got your eye on? Well, I think the 4,200 is reasonable for Rizzo. It is. It feels uh, good, doesn't it? Yeah, I- <laughs> especially given the other options and how expensive they are. Uh, Eric Thames, he's cooled off a little bit the last couple of days, but it's impossible not to like what Well, you know, it's funny. What's the relative cooling off period of Eric Thames? I mean, you know, when you're that red hot, what do we expect? It's got to be like, there's got to be some night. Like, he didn't play last night with the with the rain out night feel. I was like, well, you know, you just got to throw that <laughs> caution to the, you know, I kind of blame Eric Thames, you know? <laughs> I mean, the only one that can stop him. Not be pretty much. I think that's the only one at this point. Yeah, so so putting him against Wainwright for four thousand, I really like that deal. Uh, if you're looking further down, uh, sooner or later, Edwin Encarnacion has to break out of a slump. Uh, he's thirty two hundred going up against Michael Fulmer, uh, and again, if you're on a day where Scherzer really stands alone, and if you're looking to go Scherzer, you have to kind of look for bargains elsewhere. E five could always pop one out. You know, I'm glad you brought up E5 because there's been a couple guys so far. Last week, uh, Todd and I on the Monday show, Monday to Tuesday, you know, nailed a bunch of these guys who were just kind of overdue. And, yeah, you don't know when these guys are going to break out, but there are certain times where it just becomes a wise play to have some shares of a guy like Encarnacion, who you know he's a much better player uh, than the terms of salary. He's much better than a $3,200 player. He's a $4,000 player when he's going right, and he doesn't that doesn't change. And if he's got a favorable matchup, you're looking at him and it brings me to the next guy too, Rugnan Odor, who has not been good this year, who I think is a better hitter. Now, not quite Edwin Encarnacion caliber, but 
at Houston against Musgrove at 2,900. That's certainly a guy that I would put in that same category. And you and I are on the same page here, I think, too. Odor's a guy at 29 where I go, okay, that's a guy whose talent is way above the salary. The matchup is strong. That's a guy that I'm considering shares of today. Yeah, I agree. I, I love Odor at 2,900 is his price uh, against Joe Musgrove and the Astros. I mean, and, and he's somebody who can steal the base for you. He can you know, knock one out of the park. In, in keeper leagues, I love Odor, especially if they don't count OBP because he's not going to be walking for you. But at the same time, I, to me, he kind of brings a whole package to the table. And yeah, we're one month in and he's not doing quite what you want to. But when you've got a guy like Odor who is going to swing at everything, against someone like Musgrove who's going to throw everything within the strike zone, that's a recipe for someone to hit, hit a couple of baseballs real hard. All right, now, if you do want to go and pay up for second base, uh, you've got Brian Dozier, you've got Cano, you've got Daniel Murphy. All of them are in that relative same value, all 4000 and higher. Is there one that sticks out for you? Is it Murphy because, you know, because of the matchup with Granke, because of how that offense has been playing? Or is it Dozier who, look, I mean, quietly, that's a guy who's been very good yet again. I mean, you know, I don't know if we all buy into the 40 home run power of Dozier, but we certainly buy into the power and the speed where he hits in the lineup. And against Darrell Cotton, I mean, it's hard not to like him today, too. Yeah, I'm actually big on Altuve today. He's right in between those two. He's at 4,200, mm-hmm. and he's against A.J. Griffin. You know, Griffin is just a cream puff waiting for it, and Altuve can hit anybody. So, Yeah, I got a lot of Astros I today. I, I'm, I'm with you on Altuve. I got Springer in there. I think there's uh, a lot. The thing, if Marvin Gonzalez plays, has been a hot bat, too. That's another guy that might be able to – you know, get thrown in there, shave a little bit of a budget for you, a little for a guy like Scherzer. All right, let's get to some of the third baseman now. Chris Bryant, top of the board, 4,400. Uh, but let's talk about Eugenio Suarez at 33. It's $1,000 less. I know there's some weather potentially involved in this game, but I know it's Nova, which is a tougher matchup. But right now we're talking about a guy who's hot, Suarez, homering and, you know, homering last night. Uh, he's pretty much been <laughs> – I, I, I've been very reticent to buy into Suarez and I've had this conversation on my radio show with a couple of different people. And it's because last year he was very streaky and last year he had trouble hitting right-handed pitching this year, all the numbers so far trending in the right direction. Are you buying Suarez? Are you buying him today? I think for that price, he absolutely should be able to fit into almost any game plan. I actually think he's very similar for all the reasons you mentioned. His case is similar to the guy right behind him at third base. And that's Jed Jerko where you've got a guy who's so god-awful in the past that people kind of wrote him off. And yet, what he's done on a game-to-game basis has been incredibly solid. So I, I think if you're looking for a little bit of a bargain there at third, that's not a bad way to go at all. You know, it's funny, too, looking at the bottom of this list, too. You talk about guys who bottom me out in salary-wise. Alex Bregman's one of them at 2,800, and I still can't get there. I mean, I just have not seen him do anything. And this is the opposite end of that spectrum where you talk about E5, a player that you do believe in who the salary is falling at a player like Bregman who the sample size is just not big enough. And although I love Houston, that's not a guy that I'm going to be adding to any stacks whatsoever. And like I said, if Marwin Gonzalez is playing, whoever might be in that lineup – uh, that's one that I would look for. Where else are you looking for at third base today, Doug? Is it Machado with Kendrick? Is it Longoria? Between those two guys, you know, uh, and those $1,000 difference, but who do you think is the better return on investment tonight? A guy like Longoria against Australia or a guy like Machado as the Boston melodrama continues to unfold? I love the idea of stacking up either some Cubs or some Orioles or a mix of the two. 
I love Machado at 3,800. I just think the other, he's right there with the options that are $600 more. And then Longoria, if you are looking to save a little bit of coin, he's 900 bucks cheaper. He's 2,900 against Miami and Dan Staley. Uh, and there's a little bit of a question whether or not he'll play. But, uh, but if he does, I definitely think that's, that's probably the better bang for your buck. But if you're trying to really capture lightning in a bottle right now, I mean, when Machado gets hot, it can be scary. And you got him against someone like Kendrick in a ballpark like Fenway, I think he could do a lot of damage. Here's a, here's a wacky question. With all the nonsense going on between uh, Machado and the pitchers and, the, you know, people getting thrown at tonight. I mean, last night, everybody's getting thrown at, it seems like, over there. Is there any concern because of the, the heat on that situation? Something stupid happening and Machado, let's say, getting ejected from said game and missing at-bats that could be crucial to whether or not you hit a pay line? He could get it. He could get himself ejected. I mean, it's funny. I mean, the quotient's a lot higher <laughs> going into today than it has been uh, like a week ago. He does. He, he, he's, he's always creating beef with every single club out there. I don't think he'll get him, himself ejected. It's not the kind of thing that I would ever build into my price structure because you just can't see it coming. And, I mean, you know, Wednesday night he came back after that horrible pitch from sale that – uh, sales now maybe getting reprimanded for, but Machado came back and hit a home run after that. Yeah, so I don't think he's. I think he'd much rather let his bat do the talking. All right, let's go to shortstop. And you know, it's funny you sent me some of your guys you wanted to highlight, and as soon as I looked, I was like, "Yep, that's the guy that I have across the board." Uh, at shortstop, I absolutely love Addison Russell at three K. Uh, he's had a good season so far. We talked about the Cubs and getting pieces of that uh, game. And to me, Russell's a no-brainer. What was it for you that was just – was it just the price? Was it the combination of the, the matchup and price? Where are you with Addison Russell today? It was a combination. It was the – like I said, I obviously I like to stack if I can. And there were so many Cubs that were just reasonably priced. I mean, Ben Zobar's second base is only 3100 um, you could easily, like I said, put together a Scherzer plus Cubs stack and be really strong going into today. That, and that would be the case if you're going up against Philly's best starter. But instead, it's Zach Eflin. So, well, <laughs> green light. There you go. Green light on there. Now, what about uh, another one, too, I'll throw out there. Uh, Xander Bogarts is one that I'm looking at, too, at 3,400. I I know Bogarts hasn't quite been the player that we were hoping for so far. I know he kind of started out a little slow, but I mean, the batting average is up there. He's hitting over 330. I'm just waiting for this power to come around. And I feel like is if you look of late in the game log too, he's really starting to put the bat to the ball. And I think it's only a matter of time before the power comes along with that. We're talking about a dozen points, three games in a row, then 10, then 18. I feel like there's a player on the upswing at 34 in that game where we're expecting some runs potentially. I'm looking at Xander Bogars. Where else are you looking to at shortstop today in terms of value that makes sense? Can you get behind a guy like Motter? Is it a guy like a, a Gene Segura for the power-speed combination here? Where are you looking at shortstop besides Addison Russell? Uh, well, you know, I, I like guys who have been hitting lately when it comes to shortstop because for the most part, you got all these glove men who, where you're just hoping that tonight will be the night, right? And Tim Beckham has been hitting a little bit. So I don't mind at 2,800, I don't mind paying a little bit for, for Tim Be- Beckham. Obviously, for 200 more, I'd much rather have Addison Russell. But Beckham's not been terrible. Now, is there a, a guy that's a trap at this position, too? I mean, you talk about the glove guys and whatnot. Is, is there a trap? You know, because I was looking at a guy like Anderson, and he's so hit and miss. And, uh, you know, 
sometimes I think when you're looking at a position like shortstop where it's a little tricky, you're not really sure are you going to get, you know, are you going to get good Tim Anderson, the guy who can go out there and, you know, drop 30, or are you going to get the guy who's going to put up three? And I, I think that's been a problem. Is there anyone else like that that you look at shortstop specifically because it's a little bit tempting to go with those all-or-nothing guys where there's other trap? Is a guy like Galvis, is he a trap? Is Cozart a trap? Or just just stay away from them all completely, basically. Uh, for me, the only real trap is uh, Trevor Story playing away from Coors. Granted, he's, you know, I, I'm not sure which terrible Padres pitcher he's facing, but it's not going to be pretty. But that said, he's a different animal in Coors and out, and he hasn't quite been himself, or at least – he hasn't been this year what he was last year. So at 3,500, he's the fourth most expensive shortstop, and I'm not willing to pay that for him. All right, I got to ask this question because I know it's a contrarian play, but Chris Owings, you talk about guys who are pretty hot right now. Owings is one of them. Is he a complete contrarian play? Is he even in play against Scherzer, or you just got to say, no, nobody tonight from Arizona. Sorry. Sorry, Chris Owings. Sorry, Paul Goldschmidt. Sorry, everybody. You're all going to have to sit against Scherzer because he wasn't, you know – he wasn't unhittable in his last outing against the Mets. I think there's always an argument to be made for the contrarian play, especially in a large-scale tournament. And especially for Scherzer, someone who had home run problems last year, you know, someone like Goldschmidt could easily pop one over the wall. Um, I'm not sure where Scherzer stood when it came to giving up steals and whatnot, but there are a lot of areas where they could potentially get some points. The steals are especially interesting because they – get the batter points, but they're going to be made for any contrarian play when it comes to large-scale tournaments, especially on a day like today where there's one guy who really stands out. Scherzer had the big home run issues last year. I'm not sure how he's been with giving up steals, but the Diamondback had not been shy about running this season. So something like Owings, I mean, if Scherzer isn't awesome, then the person that wins the tournament is going to be someone who zigged while everyone else zagged. Yeah, and I think Owings is a guy that I think might be one of the safer uh, zigs tonight, so to speak. All right, baseball is here, and uh, obviously we're playing daily fantasy, so don't get straight out on first base without a Rotowire subscription for your season-long leagues as well. And don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today, and you'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. So go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible, and users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash Rotowire. All right. Let's get to the outfielders. I think you and I both agree. Uh, maybe the ownership will be high tonight because we both seem to agree on this guy, but George Springer, 35 against Mr. Griffin. Almost lock it and load it, baby. I love that value in terms of outfielders. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, I consider Springer to be – he's just outside that top tier of outfielders. Right. And I have no respect for A.J. Griffin. <laughs> well, he's done nothing to deserve your respect. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, but how about Adam Jones? We'll talk about a guy in that similar price range, too, 3200 for Adam Jones. Uh, that's another one who, you know, it's, it's a lot of emotion running in that series there between Machado with Jones and everything going on there with the fan base in, in Boston and with the pitchers on the other side. At 3200 and Kendrick, you seem to be up on him, too. Is Trumbull also another one of these guys you would throw into that group? Yeah, how much is uh, – I don't have Trimbo right in front of me. Oh, yes, I do. It's 3200 also. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, stockpiling Orioles, it, it's a remarkably affordable, almost as if uh, they were supposed to face someone much, much better today. I know they weren't supposed to face Kendrick. <laughs> but, uh, there's not a lot of great options right now uh, with price out and everything in the uh, in the 
foster rotation. So, I mean, I just can't believe the prices I'm looking at with Orioles and Cubs, and those are two teams that I would look to stack anyways, regardless of price. But the fact that there are so many affordable Orioles, so many affordable Cubs, I mean, wow, I, I think there will be a lot of teams tomorrow that will be Scherzer and a bunch of Cubs and Orioles. All right, well, let's let's give some people some other options, too, in the tournament play, and we're, you know, maybe some guys that have some potential, especially some cost-effective ones, too. You might be able to use them in cash games, depending, too. Like I said, you've got to find some cost savings. There's two outfielders I've got my eye on. The first one, I know his batting order stance is not the greatest in terms of where he's hitting the lineup, but Michael Taylor, so far, so good, filling in that role for Adam Eaton there. Uh, 12 points last night. Uh before that, 6, 19, 15, you're talking about a guy who is putting points on the board, and that's all you want. And I got it uh, at $2,500. I mean, it's hard to argue that he's not a guy that can at least go, you know, <laughs> three to four times salary, right? Yeah, seriously. I mean, just when you're looking at that bottom of the barrel when it comes to the, the price outlay, that's where there's so much value, but you really have to find that one guy. Uh, one guy that's down there also, and sooner or later he has to break out of his funk, right, is uh, Carlos Gonzalez. He's only 2700 Yeah, stunning. And nothing this year whatsoever. But you've got to figure he's going to at some point. No, absolutely. And I'll tell you, one guy who has been, who I killed earlier in the year, and uh, for about a week now I've been telling everybody I saw him in an at-bat, and I saw a totally different version of him. So whatever it was, he was starting. I said this on uh, Monday night with uh, Todd. And I'm going to say it again in this podcast too. Uh, Byron Buxton. Byron Buxton's walking. Byron Buxton's stealing bases. Byron Buxton's starting to put the bat to the baseball. And at 2,800, this is another guy against Cotton where I think he's definitely in play today. He's had a couple outings where, look, he's putting points on the board. He's not the zero that he once was uh, for the first three weeks of the season. And I'm looking at Buxton, a guy on the upswing, starting to dig better at bats. And that's everything. And, you know, as even though I'm not the biggest fan of his overall at 2,800 with a good matchup, that's another one where I think when you hit low in the lineup of the American league, not quite the same thing as the national league too, where I would put Buxton and Michael Taylor both in play today as terms with cost efficiency guys and return on investments that allow you to go up to some of the bigger bats and the bigger arms. Agreed. And what, one other guy I'll throw at you is uh, Corey Diggerson. Oh, you did He's it. That was the last guy I had. This is, see, that's why oh, you're Doug I Thorburn. See, <laughs> totally listen funny. up, everybody. This guy knows what he's talking about. Go ahead, Dougie. See, <laughs> Dave just doesn't get any any respect or love whatsoever. The guy has just been mashing all season long. And at, at 3,200, it's absolutely affordable. I mean, like I said, you, you can compile an outfield with guys like you can throw Michael Taylor out there with Adam Jones and Corey Diggerson have a pretty damn good outfield for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. All right, so we got it all knocked down. I got to ask you, are you playing the all day? Are you separating them? After all this discussion, how are you feeling? How are you approaching May the 4th? You know, I, I think there's there's definite reason to go with the all day as far as trying to get some hands on Scherzer. Uh, but at the same time, I really like the slates where there's not a clear choice because I you can no longer count on – 60% of the players doing one thing. <laughs> so when that's the case, I, I embrace that. I love that when it comes to pitchers. So I'm kind of looking forward to the night slate. 
Yeah, uh, I, I, I kind of am too. I think that's going to be a fun one to do, and I, I, I definitely got to get this head-to-head set out there for the two of us if I'm uh, still awake here by the time we finish recording this previously before heading in, because uh, that's what we do. We work so hard. We work in overtime here on Rotowire because we're trying to get you the best information we possibly can. You can follow me on Twitter at Doug underscore Thorburn. You can follow me at JoePizzaPS17. For everybody here at Rotowire, have a great day of Daily Fantasy, and may the 4th be with you. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.